You're listening to On Attachment, a place to learn about how attachment shapes the way we experience relationships and where you'll gain the guidance, knowledge, and practical tools to overcome insecurity and build healthy, thriving relationships. I'm your host, relationship coach, Stephanie Rigg, and I'm really glad you're here. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of On Attachment. In today's episode, we're going to be talking all about self-worth. I think that this is something that a lot of people really struggle with. I know that I get a lot of messages about it, people saying, how can I be kinder to myself? How can I love myself more? And so it's obviously an issue that resonates with a lot of people, but what I often see and something that I have a bit of a gripe about is a lot of advice in the self-help space around self-love. Oftentimes the idea of self-love is just so far away from people's realities. Advice saying like, oh, just unconditionally love yourself or, you know, you've got to love yourself first or all of these really massive statements. (laughs) It's just so abstract that it's not helpful for people who might be in a really shitty place in terms of their relationship with themselves. They might not even like themselves, let alone love themselves. And so I think just telling someone to love themselves is like, oh, great. And I'll do that with my magic wand. Will I? Uh, So (laughs) I'm hoping that rather than focusing on something like self-love that can seem a little bit abstract and far away, we can work more tangibly on how to build self-worth and to really cultivate that relationship with yourself through action rather than just writing an affirmation in lipstick on a mirror and hoping that everything magically fixes itself. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. I'm going to be offering you five tips to that end. Before I do that, I want to share the podcast review of the week. This review says, absolute must listen. Stephanie delivers concise information with a delivery method that's clear, personable, empathetic, factual, and relatable. How she manages to deliver sensitive truths is unique, and I wholeheartedly endorse this amongst the must-subscribe list for anyone wanting to better understand themselves and their relationships. So thank you so much for taking the time to share that beautiful review. I am so appreciative of your kind words. And please, if that was your review, do send me a message on Instagram or shoot me an email and I will send you a small gift as a way to say thank you. Okay. With that out of the way, let's dive into five tips to improve your self-worth. The first one that I want to offer you here is start telling the truth more often. This is obviously a big statement, so let's break it down. What am I talking about when I say start telling the truth more often? I mean about big things and little things. Start telling the truth about who you are, about what you like, about what you don't like. Stop being a chameleon and trying to earn everyone's approval and get everyone to like you because you will lose yourself in the process. And if that strategy works, that flip-flopping, shape-shifting strategy of just trying to make everyone happy and get everyone to like you, that strategy is only going to work with people who won't actually like you for you, okay? They're liking the facade. They're liking the act and the performance. They're not liking what is authentically underneath that. Even if that strategy does work, it's not working for the right reasons. And the grief that can come with that level of self-betrayal is really profound because you've left yourself, your true self back in the dust. And what I see all the time happen here with people who aren't truthful about who they are and what they want, who do put on a mask or a show to try and earn people's approval and admiration 
is if those external relationships fall apart for whatever reason, and this doesn't have to be romantic relationships, this could be a friendship or colleagues or whatever, but if those relationships die off or there's, you know, a breakup or any other thing that leads those relationships to no longer be in your life, you're really left empty-handed. It is such a double whammy because not only have you lost a relationship, but that relationship cost you your authenticity. You traded your authenticity for approval in that context. And so you're really left empty-handed. Whereas if you're honest, you at least know that you've got that, that you're in alignment with your values, that there's this level of integrity behind what you're doing. And that's really profound. That stays with you. And so when all said and done, no matter what happens or no matter how it plays out, no matter who likes you or doesn't, at least you can look back and go, I was honest and I was authentic and I didn't betray myself. I didn't abandon myself for other people. And that is really powerful. So work on telling the truth more often, work on your boundaries, which is obviously a big piece there. And that is going to build your self-worth in a really big way. Okay. The next one is to focus on self-respect. So this is a related point and it's something that I always say sort of in the same vein of how I introduce this episode. I think that whole self-love thing can feel so far away. So self-respect is a great, much more tangible thing to shoot for. So what does self-respect look like? This will be different for everyone, but the way that I think about it is can I narrow the gap between my values, so what I think is important to me, the kind of person I want to be, and the kind of person I'm being, my actions. So really trying to bring my values and my behavior into alignment. That is a really powerful and quite simple way to build self-respect. One of my clients who I worked with on this, we used the analogy of putting marbles in the jar. So every time I do something, every decision I make, and this can be tiny decisions, right? It just follow through on your commitments to yourself. And so every time you're facing these decision tree moments, what allows me to put the marble in the jar of self-respect? What allows me to vote for the version of myself and my life where I really can stand tall and say, no, I respect myself. I am behaving in a way that I am proud of. That is how you build self-worth and self-respect. So Again, put self-love to one side if that doesn't feel helpful to you, because I know it doesn't feel helpful to a lot of people. And instead focus on the much more tangible, practical question of self-respect and figuring out what that looks like. As a bit of a sidebar there, you're going to have to know what your values are before you can execute on that, right? Before you can implement these changes in cultivating self-respect. And that might be a process for you. Again, it's sort of as a continuation of the first one. If you're used to being a chameleon and just going with the flow and shape-shifting to suit everyone else, you may not really know what your values are. So that's something that you have to get really clear about and reflect on. Okay, what's important to me? What are the things that, you know, I are my non-negotiables? What are my boundaries? What kind of person do I want to be? What do I stand for in this life? And get clear on that so that you can start, again, narrowing that gap. Focusing on self-respect and integrity is a big one. Okay. The next one that I want to offer you for ways to improve your self-worth is challenge yourself. I love this. I think it's so important, you know, particularly if you've been through a hard period, 
it's certainly applicable to anyone, but if you've been through a hard period, like for example, if you've been through a breakup or, you know, you got fired from your job or some other thing where your self-esteem, your self-worth has taken a bit of a hit and you're feeling sorry for yourself, you're feeling a bit powerless and hopeless, challenge yourself. So take up a new sport, take up a new skill, set yourself a lofty goal and start showing up to work towards it. Start trying to get stronger, go to the gym, get a personal trainer or, you know, take up running. Last year I was going through a challenging period in my life and I set myself the goal to run a hundred kilometers over the course of the month. Now, if you're a runner and you're listening to this, that might not sound terribly impressive, but I'm not a runner (laughs) or at least I have never thought of myself in that way. And so for me to set myself that goal when I was going from pretty much never running to I'm going to run a hundred kilometers this month, that was a big goal, but I showed up for it and I did it. I showed up every day and I ran and I got better and I got stronger and I got fitter. And there's so much value in doing something like that and following through on it. Because not only do you feel good, obviously if it's fitness or health related, you're going to feel better for it, but it's actually just such visceral evidence of what you are capable of. It shows you like, yeah, if I show up and do the work, I get stronger. I have efficacy. And so feeling that and feeling that you are not powerless, that if you are willing to grow and to do what it takes in order to grow, then that is absolutely within your agency and power. So I think that the return on investment for challenging yourself, your self-worth will really skyrocket as a result of that. So have a think about what's something that I've always wanted to do or something that I've thought about, but also told myself I couldn't possibly do, and then do it. Make a plan, set a goal, and then start showing up. It will pay dividends for your self-worth. Okay. The next one is reduce or eliminate the time that you spend around people, places, other stimuli. So that might be things like social media, certain TV shows, stuff like that, that leave you feeling bad about yourself. Okay. So if you know consistently that certain people, environments are a drain on your energy, are really negative, or maybe there's a certain group of friends where every time you go out, you just party really hard together and get a bit out of control. And then you feel really awful about it the next day. Anything like that, where you're like, I'm not my best self around these people or in these environments, then use that as feedback. Okay. Reduce or eliminate the time and energy that you are allocating to things that do not support you to be your best self. Okay. Again, there's a theme here and a big part of the theme is exercise agency, right? Take steps in the direction of the kind of life you want and the kind of person that you want to be. Because I think a lot of the time, again, when we feel downtrodden by it all, we feed this story of powerlessness and that can feel very real. But the more we feed into that, the less power we feel we have. And so we just spiral downwards. So my invitation to you is if I know consistently that certain behaviors, certain people, certain relationships bring me down and leave me feeling like that, leave me feeling like shit. Why am I still doing it? Why why am I allowing myself? Why am I allowing that into my space? So it is your job to set the boundaries, to make the decisions and to decide that you are going to spiral upwards, right? You're going to put marbles in the jar of the kind of life you want to lead. 
Okay. The last one I'm going to offer you is practice self-compassion. So no one is perfect. Okay. Don't judge yourself for being human. Don't judge yourself for feeling like you should be further along in your personal growth journey than you are. Don't judge yourself for having a bad day where you get really anxious or you reach out to your ex when you said you weren't going to. All of these things, right? When we heap on shame and self-criticism and self-judgment onto the things we're already feeling, we're making it so much worse. Okay. We're just it's resistance upon resistance. You know, if you're already feeling anxious and then you start judging yourself for feeling anxious, that's not the solution, right? So practice self-compassion, allow yourself to be human while also, you know, when you notice it, be kind and then make a decision, right? It's not an invitation to just give yourself a free pass to, again, to engage in those sabotaging behaviors or the things that you know don't make you feel good but notice it. Don't shame yourself for it, but use any feelings of regret that might come up, any feelings of, oh, I wish I hadn't have done that rather than going into, I'm such an idiot. What's wrong with me? Just go, okay, I don't like this feeling. I don't feel good about the way that I behaved or the choice that I made. I'm going to use that as feedback to inform my next move and what I do going forward. Okay. So self-compassion with accountability is a really great combo for building your self-worth. Okay. I hope that that's been helpful. That was five ways to improve your self-worth. To quickly recap, that was tell the truth more often, be more authentically you and trust that the right people are going to want that. And the people who like the fake version of you are not your people. And that's really eventually going to unravel and you're going to be left pretty empty handed. The second one is focus on self-respect and integrity. So narrowing the gap between your values and your actions and behavior. The third one is find a way to challenge yourself, set a big goal, and then start taking steps in the direction of that goal. Show up every day, even if it's the tiniest of baby steps, just show up and that will build so much self-worth and self-belief that will really prove to you what you are capable of. The next one was to reduce or eliminate the time that you spend around those people or environments that bring you down and don't leave you feeling like your best self. And the last one is practice self-compassion, allow yourself to be human, but also use any regret or discomfort about your behavior as feedback to get you back on course. I really hope that's been helpful. As I said, I so appreciate if you can leave a five-star review, if you can hit subscribe, if you can share it with someone in your life who you think you might enjoy it. All of these things really add up and make such a difference. But otherwise, thank you so much for joining me and I will see you again next week. Thanks guys. Thanks for joining me for this episode of On Attachment. If you want to go deeper on all things attachment, love, and relationships, you can find me on Instagram at stephanie underscore underscore rig or at stephanierig.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, I'd be so grateful if you could leave a review and a five-star rating. It really does help so much. Thanks again for being here and I hope to see you again soon.